right, welcome to On My Block. We got our Packers preview show. We're previewing the Packers lines. I'm your host, Mike Ball, along with my good friend, Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. How we doing, Amon? I'm doing good, Mike, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Before we get into this show, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball. Great game last night. First time that no hit. Did you see that no hitter? Combined no hitter? I missed it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I heard unbelievable. About it. Yeah. You think about how hard that is. But that is. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting to props and futures. So head to BetOnline today or use your mo- mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe B L E A V for you to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Ag, let's start off with this. Okay. Probably everybody's talking about it. Trade deadline comes and goes, and yeah. so everybody understands. Like you don't have to make a trade yeah. on the trade deadline. You just can't make a trade after it. So, for a lot of people, who get upset. The Packers, the tra- trade deadline came and passed. You kind of go like, dude, we could have made a play like a play for it in July, probably would have made a little bit more sense, right? Because, like, for yeah. me, if I'm just looking at it from a value standpoint, why would I want to bring somebody in for half the year if I could bring them in for the whole year? Like, I'm paying either way, right? Right. And traditionally, Packers never really made a move during this part of time of the year, anyway. And, uh, and they, you know, it's more of hey, we got the players we want for the season. Um, we if we would have made any different changes because I researched it, there's no big midseason chain uh, trades for the Packers. Um, that's in 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 a long time or ever, you know, it's hard to find. Um, I say only obviously all season trades between, you know, uh, Brett back in the day. Uh, Reggie, myself, obviously, yeah. Reggie was a free agent, though, you know, and he and, yeah, he was a free agent. He was the that was the whole big free agent storyline then. And that's then right. myself and then myself. But I was a before the draft before the day before the draft trade. So day before draft trades trades or day of the draft trades Packers will do. I think most teams will do that too to get better picks just for that, you know, whatever a better pick from the third round to the bottom of the third. I don't know if, what, what the difference is, but obviously it's just getting value or get to getting more multiple picks from that, that point of view. So, but, but AG, okay, from a player's perspective, you're hurting, you're four losses in a row. Right. You need a shot in the arm. I don't think there's any question yeah. about it. And, and we could say, like, we can go back and the running game last week was great. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, like, I, I, the best takeaway from last week was A.J. Dillon because I thought yep. Aaron Jones did what we thought he was going to do, but A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon ran behind his pads. Yep. Dobbs and Torrey gets in the game and makes some play. Like, all of that's great. But the truth is, if you really sit here and look at it, we Brandon Cooks from the Texans would have been an mm-hmm. upgrade from what we have right now, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't take him. And there's probably some other guys. Like, the guy for the, the Steelers guy went to the Bears. Yeah, Claypool. I'm, I'm good without that, to be honest with you. He's because yeah, because the mature, he lacks a little maturity in his in his in his prior dealings, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But if you're sitting in the locker room and you're you know you're kind of you're going through the season, you're trying to figure out how to write the ship. I think a lot. I think we would have thought, hey, we don't need anybody, right? Because we got everything we need here mm-hmm. because we had legit talent. Sometimes we just weren't playing well, mm-hmm. and we believed that if everything went bad on offense, at least like Mike Sherman just started taking play calling over again from Rosley. And then, we, like, we knew, like, Which things he did would get, a few times. Yeah, we, we knew things would get better. But with these guys, I'm curious because we heard Aaron on Tuesday talk about, well, we hope to see maybe he's on Pat McAfee's show talking about, hey, maybe we see something during the show. We can break some news. Like, he's obviously looking to do something. And so what he's, he's saying, again, is that what we have on the roster is not good enough. You can, yeah. Like, you can interpret it however you want. Yeah. That's how I interpret it. I interpret it if you're expecting something, it's because you don't think you have what you see is sufficient to win. Yeah. So what what is the level in the locker room? What's the conversation like when it comes and goes? I know that Matt LaFour said he doesn't talk about that, and he shouldn't talk about that with the team. Like, you're under the, right. on, under the lines. But yeah. what do the players think about that, in your opinion? I say, in my opinion, I say for most players, they're probably, I say especially the players of today, they probably take a little offense to it. Maybe for the guys are in, you know, I've been here since training camp. What is he referring to? You know, mm-hmm. I'm putting it at work, but – the product is not there. Yeah, the work you're talking about. Aaron, now you're talking about Aaron, right? What yes. Aaron said. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm like going off of what Aaron says to hear the players and how they're re- reacting. That's what I'm referring to here. Mm-hmm. So to hear that is like, you know, I know he might be talking about me, but I put in work. I've been here since training. I've been doing this, that, and the other. But as what we've seen as fans and as how we look at it as former players, 
the result on the field is not there. You know, it's been a lot of a lot of mistakes, a lot of drop balls, a lot of errors out there. That now the good thing is, you now to next year, these players have now experience. But this is now that process, that rough patch in the road that these younger players or inexperienced players have to go through. And even though picking up Sammy Watson's that we thought that was a good thing, and now it's just his age is showing up because he's having the hamstring it's, issues. It's, it's, it's his injury, seven yeah. years of injuries, right? Yeah, I the mean, injuries are showing up now. You know, for him. So you always you always think when you're like if you're a player, if you're a general manager, you're always thinking like we'll like we can fix it. Like the yeah. every the NFL is full of we like positive attitude, we can fix it, guys. You, you gotta and, have it. Yeah, but. and it's and, and Sammy Watkins is a guy so far, and it's like he's a like he his career, if he wouldn't have gotten injured so often, I don't know if he takes care of himself or not, it's just unlucky, whatever. Correct. But his career, let's like he's lost millions and millions of dollars because he can't stay healthy, right? Like he, he would have had it. He was on a trajectory to be a really, really good player in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unfortunate it hasn't worked out for him. We certainly hoped it was going to be that for him this year with the Packers. But yeah. offensively, you look at it, we're 18 points per game. We're three, 340 yards a game. Now we're, we're rushing the ball at almost five yards a clip and for right, almost 100, nice. and 100, over 120 yards rushing. We could be better, but considering the amount of touches that we've actually had, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in the lot, so now you look, we get past the trade deadline and I feel the same way about it that, that you do. I, I'd be kind of scratching my head, but also it's time to look in the mirror and be like, I obviously might not have my stuff together because the best quarterback in the world is saying like, we need to make some changes. Like right. we need to have some upgrades. So I need to do what, what can I do to get better? That's always like, what can we do to get better as players? Right. Right. So what do you think after last week's offensive performance? And there's a lot of talk going around. Well, the bills played shell defense. Blah, this and that. Dude, you, we talked about last week. You still got to run yeah. the damn ball. You still, yeah. you still got to make plays. Uh, Samari Torrey still got to, still got to break twice on that play when Aaron Rodgers rolls out of the pocket. Like that stuff still has to happen. Right. And Dobson did the week before. So like, we know that there's progress at least from player to player, from group to group. So yeah. what are guys talking about leading up to a Detroit Lions team that is absolutely awful on defense? What right. are they talking about in the locker room right now? Uh, right now, I would say you would talk about yourself. I say, no, uh, you should be talking about yourself. Be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do to get better, to help this team win. You know, if I'm in a position offensively or defensively, you know, if I'm a receiver, I'll go there first because that's where a lot of the problems lie. I got to get open. You know, I got to get off coverage. I got to read the coverage pre-snap. You know, I could go I could go in practice this week and say to Aaron, okay, what if we get this coverage? What what do you expect me to do? You know, I'm the young guy because the majority of young guys. You got Watson, you got Dobbs, you got inexperienced receivers. Watkins, too, he jumps in there because he's inexperienced with Aaron only. What can I do on cover one press? What can I do on this cover two zone if they do this? What can I do on this play if we got to – you know, alter the route. We got to auto find out stuff that we can then talk, have a conversation going from Wednesday to tomorrow to Friday to Saturday before the game. Be like, all right, remember on Friday drill, we did this and red zone period. We did that. They did, you know, this is how we're going to change the route. So find out, start having those conversations with your, with your quarterback, with your teammates, with coaches. Cause I remember when Edgar Bennett would, would give us, you know, tidbits for the week. And I remember one was a, um, you know, AG, when the huddle breaks, hit Brett and say, hey, I'm going to be checked down over here on the left side and do it every time you come out the huddle. Be the last word in his brain so then yeah. he knows if he's going touchdown, oh, a check down, AG's right here. Boom. You know, You're I can just get him. it. You know, so cueing them. So cue up your core, cue up Aaron. If you remind him, hey, man, I'm going to be over here on the left side or I'm going to get open. That's how I'm going to get open. I'm going to turn outside on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he's going to play me outside, so I'm going to turn inside just a little bit. You know, have those conversations going to help each other out, to, to kind of cue each other to make sure when that play happens in real time in the game, then you're ready to go. It's, no, it's a reaction. Communication is so important, isn't it? And You know, I just yep. thought of something because this happened in Miami. I don't know if this is happening here, but we always talk about condensing the playbook because, you know, to your point, the more detailed that we understand each individual concept or each individual play, the better that player is going to be. Yep. One thing they did in Miami, and I'm just interested if they do this across the league. I don't know if they do it in Green Bay or not, but I thought it was the most, it was kind of asinine, but they, the, the coaches didn't want to condense their play sheet. So what they did is they would just have certain plays for certain players. So they would write in you know names like, and, and obviously like Amon, you're going to run these plays more often than Tony Fisher, than Najee. Oh, right. okay. But they would literally go like the only these players are only going to practice these plays and, and they would kind of go down. And so they could expand. They'd be three times the play sheet. But what happens is one person. Well, think about it, though. If yeah. one person gets hurt, 
they're like, it's you're, respons- it's you're responsible up. for everything. But it's like, dude, I never ran it. I can't run that now. And so, it's, you know, you just, you wonder what's going on as far as like the, the, the continual conversation was simplified. It's just something that came up in my head, but mm-hmm. I was listening to Matt LaForce press conference yesterday, which I've never done before. I was just, I was, I had 20 minutes to burn. I was just wasting time. <laughs> and he made this interesting comment about balance. Cause they're talking about, well, you finally ran the ball, but you about balance. Okay. what does that mean? And he got a balance and he goes, yeah, he goes, well, you have to t- keep defenses guessing because if they know what's coming, they'll most likely stop it. And it's kind of like the pan answer, right? But then, you know, for yeah, me, I and I know, I'm sure for you, I'm like, dude, we used to go into every game and every single team knew exactly dude. what we were going to do. And it was like, I dare you yes. to try to stop us. Like, we had that kind of confidence as a unit because we had that kind of confidence individually. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on coaching up guys to win their 1v1 matchups a little more than we are now and stop thinking about like, Oh, we're going to out scheme everybody. We're going to out. Right. It's all about our scheme and how our coaches can put together this game plan. Yeah. And it's more about like, we're going to put the guys in situations to be successful and then create the conditions for them to be, to have that success. Yeah. Through how they win their individual matchups. Man. Yeah. It's a conversation real easy where you say to the player as a coach, what plays you like to run? What do you like to run? What do you like to block, Mike? What do you like to block, uh, uh, Josh, uh, O-line, Yashman? What do y'all like to block? Run plays. Give us give us five run plays per person or five run plays total, and then we're gonna, we could build off of that. We could build the offensive run game because then you got a run game, and he could do play action off of that. And then Aaron, what are the throws you like to throw to, you know, to Romeo, to, to Samari, to Allen – Tell me those throws, and we're going to put it in the playbook. It probably starts with Aaron. Aaron, what five plays do we have to have in the playbook? And we could build our whole offense around that. those concepts, right? Because then the player is comfortable with the play because they already know it. That means no thinking. They already – this reaction. This reaction, that's what you want. communication that you're talking about all the time. Yeah, and it's not even – it's not verbal communication. It's more eye. It's like you look at your quarterback, you're in the slot, you look over there, you're like, all right, oh, I see what I got. Okay, we know what we're doing. Boom. And then that's a whole different game plan. Or I say a whole different game play that will yeah. be a result of that good game play. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's talk about defense. So the defense is the defense is struggling. You know, mm-hmm. I mean we're not we're not I think ever across the country, everyone's just basically talking about we're not the team that we thought we were on defense. We're giving up uh it says here we're giving up 141 yards on the ground a game for good for 29th in the in the National Football League. We're giving up 16th points per game at 21.6, which is middle of the road. But quite frankly, everybody thought this yeah. would be a top five, right? And there's right. there's offensive struggles playing to that. Like we cannot minimize the fact that if you're on the field more, you're going to give up more points. Like we we know how mm-hmm. this works. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk about okay, do we need to like there's player grumblings? Do we need to change scheme? I don't like the play calls. There, you know, Matt Floor came out and said, "Hey, I endorse all my defensive coaches." But when you get like if you have seven first round picks. And, the, yeah, and, and they're not performing. And now you've got guys that are high-paid guys. And listen, I, I think, I, quite frankly, I think they're all talking out of turn. I, I don't think you should talk to the media about what your coach oh, is no. doing or your play calls you like. You don't, that's not a conversation you have in the media. I'm totally against that. I don't no, think you should do that. I'm, yes. But I, this, is, this is what I want to know from you. I don't think you, – you were with Holmgren in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would be tolerated for Mike Holmgren, and I know it wouldn't be oh. tolerated for Mike Sherman. 100%. So is this like is this part of the problem, or is this just a new generation thing that we don't that you and I just are incapable of understanding? No, it's it's been a generational thing, I believe. That's been a problem since I've been seeing it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why are players? That's that is like a you're setting off a nuclear bomb in your in your locker room because that means then now there's a disconnect between not only the players and the coaches, but then eventually among the players. Well, and and the you know? now this is how you get clicks. Right. Yes. This is how have, this is how little groups form in the locker room. Right? You don't want yeah, you don't want that. That's the playground, elementary school, middle school stuff. We don't. This is not there. These yeah. grown men, you know, earning them a living. You don't want that. You want one big click. You want the whole locker room together, right. conversating about the good and the bad that's going on between the offensive, defense, special teams. We're all in this, man. We got to figure this out. We got to do this because I'm. You know, I remember hearing. I'm tired of hearing about this. You know about our team, but that's having a conversation, open conversation that we've had amongst ourselves. 
offensive, you know, running backs with linemen, you know, linemen with the D linemen talking like, hey, man, we got to figure this out. Hey, I need linebackers. You know what? I need you to come hit at the ball a little bit more so I can get used to that physical contact. You know, letting the defenders know, my teammates know, hey, man, help me to get better so I then can focus a little bit, you know, where my focus is there game day and not, you know, somewhere else. Um, and my game play is up to par, too, because I'm going to make you better by doing certain things, and I, I want you to make me better by, 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 you know, hitting at the ball, you know, you know, telling me that, you know, I should, you know, make, don't, don't look in the backfield or don't look in the defense. about too much. You're tactical, yeah. right? You're yeah. Te- you're tactical me stuff. You're yeah. Tell me stuff to help me. And this, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the offensive side where it's like the, so the defensive guys, it's interesting, right? Because the defensive guys are missing tackles, right? The defensive guys are having communication errors, right? It's not, you know, they're the not, defensive guys are not holding their right. gaps. Right. So, so you could talk about how we we're putting you like we you could talk about how you don't like the schemes and the calls and maybe you know maybe Alexander wants to chase around Diggs instead of Gabe Davis or whatever man but <laughs> the bottom line is you're giving up yards because you miss tackles so yeah. sp- what like if we spent more time my opinion if we spent more time in practice learning how to decelerate learning how to how, come to balance control, come yeah come, right come to balance like track the right hip. Hit same foot, same shoulder, you know, shoulder pad to thigh. We wrap, squeeze, run, like mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, square hit, hammer, explode. If we if we did that, then potentially we wouldn't have to worry about what schema running as much because as we kind of know in the National Football League now, we see it with the Bengals is probably the easiest thing, right? Jamar mm-hmm. Chase gets hurt. They don't change a thing. Why? Well, they were never going to change a thing. They didn't change a thing from last year. Mm-hmm. They're just basically saying our our unique players can beat your unique players. And that's what happens across. There's very few teams that are actually like Lamar Jackson. We have this guy. Let's build a system around him. Jalen Hurts. We have this guy. Let's build a system around him. Right. Mm -hmm. There's very few teams that do that. So the rest of these squads, they have to understand, like, it doesn't matter what the hell they call, man. You still got to tackle somebody. Yeah. It's basics. You should be practicing that every single day. Basic fundamental tackle, throwing, holding the ball. All that stuff. And we did it. I know McCarthy did it his first couple of years when he got here where we the whole team would line up and we do stripping drills. That means offense alignment, defense alignment, linebackers, DBs, people that usually don't get the ball. Everybody was going through a, a strip drill. Everybody was doing a, a, a scoop and score drill. You know, quarterbacks did it. You know, wide receivers did it. D line. You know, so then everybody was aware of oh, this is how you actually hold the ball high and tight. And when you scoop and score, you want to take that little like a hitch, a hitch step and then pick it up if you're going to try to run. But if not, just fall on it. You know, so you're learning those little those basic fundamentals that get lost because then now you're worrying about the bigger picture. Man, can we score points or how are we going to get yardage? How are we going to convert first down or how are we going to stop this deep, this offense from scoring? You, sometimes you just go down to the bases, make it simple. And then all that other stuff will work itself out because you're doing the fundamentals, basically. Yeah, we did, you know, a lot of teams are doing that now. They'll have the tackle drill. Like, we actually – I took it further when we were down in Miami. We, we I just – you create practice standards for your team. Mm-hmm. Practice standards for your team are, like, effort-focused-based standards, right? So, punching the ball – every person's got – every defender's got to get a hand on the ball or punch out the ball yeah. or make or make shoulder uh, a shoulder contact with the running back or, or ball carrier when we're in pads. You just do things that are requirements of every single play. So, it's not even limited to a drill that we're going to do, right? It's a part yeah. of – but – conversation for another time the bottom line is the the, the detroit lions are coming in for all their flaws they're, they're a top 10 offense they are top and, four, top five offense yeah and, total and, offense and, it's crazy and yeah and they're and they're they're playing at a, at a really high level right now so that part of the matchup is going to be interesting let's um let's look ahead so so packers open up at negative three and a half i don't you know i'm not sure that that's going to happen uh <laughs> we're going in for into fourth field the defense for the detroit lions Base three four. Aiden Hutchinson's kind of the big name right now. It's this is a defense, to be honest with you, that you won't recognize a lot of the names on their defense. Yeah. I, I'll go through. I mean, Aylin McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Josh Paschal. Um, the, the only guy that really kind of stands out aside from Aiden is Malcolm Rodriguez because he was on. He was all over Hard Knocks. He was the Ricky, you know, kind of thumper on oh, their team that, that played at a high level. Je- Jeff Akuda, he's been there for years, and he's he's been a good player in this league, but. They are an abs, and I know they just fired Aubrey Pleasant, their defensive back. I just saw that. We'll, yeah, we'll go. We'll go into tape right now. We'll, let's go through some of this stuff. Ag, they are an absolute uh, 
disaster, dumpster fire, whatever oh, you want to call it, right. because of hey, in the secondary, because of yeah. scheme, injuries, miscommunication, the way it's being. I don't, I don't know why they're as bad as they are. Let me bring this. Let me bring this stuff in. We'll just watch some tape. This is this is some of the stuff is just shocking, and so. Whoa. Sorry, we'll go back. No, yeah, I just see the safety we got, fighting up on that play action so hard. Good gracious. So we got under center, right? Two by two, tight ends and 11 personnel. Just a couple of run def run defense here. So just like now, this is a, this is the starting defensive end versus a tight end. Right. I mean, you don't see that very often. No. Right. And I know no. everyone's watching. I Tony Pollard, who's a baller. Jumping over the safety, but that's another problem coming to balance on tackling. Like, there yeah. are opportunities here. Oh, that's right? Ezekiel I mean, right there. That's actually Ezekiel. Is that, Zeke? And, that was and, Zeke. Was that Zeke? Well, see, you know, I, I'm not even used to that. He hasn't done that in two years. Yeah, I know he hasn't. <laughs> you think about Mercedes Lewis and what he's able to do to a to a defensive end. You know, right? I saw him. Yeah, I think you posted, you retweeted or something. Uh, he's unbelievable. He planted that dude, but but yeah, you see tackle and miss tackle right there. So you watch. You watch here on the fill, number five. So basically, the, the Detroit Lions, like last week, they tried to stop. The, this is inexplicable. They played right. single safety a lot during the Miami Dolphins game, and they were trying to stop the run. And you're like, what, excuse me? Yeah, but they, they do some weird play. stuff, so they'll bring up their safety to fill. So all the Dallas Cowboys do is they insert their wide receiver inside the tight end so they can take on a safety. The safety doesn't press this hole, so everybody is responsible for a gap, AG, right? Yeah. So, so people aren't watching at, at home. Um, every single player lined up from Aiden Hutchinson to 34, 96, 44. Everyone's lined up, and they're responsible for a gap. Mm -hmm. Five's responsible for that B gap, the gap between the right tackle and the tight end. Mm -hmm. And they just lose gap responsibility here out the yep. gate. Right. And this right. it's this is simple. This is simple football. There's you know, there's there's some things that scheme can fix. And there's some things that can't. We need to be able oh. to exploit some of these. Yeah. And coming to balance. Yeah. Re reading the pad, the pad, the hip, like you said. Again. So, so this, I thought this was interesting because they're able to run the read option off the defensive end here. Knowing that, I mean, right now is Dak in a position where they want to run him? No. And they're just not, they, they're just not firing. They're not hesitating. They don't have the schemed oh. up very well. Yeah. Go to the Miami Dolphins. I think this is the last run we have here. Yeah, and we know that we can capture edges. Um, this has been one of our best plays. In fact, last week during the second half, because Ed Oliver was in the backfield a lot, we did a really good job of cutting cutting the herd. Nice. And you just uh, see, hey, when you got all these hard. guys, AG, when you got all these dudes, you I mean, you give us your perspective, right? So you get back here, and you got all these big dudes pulling in front of you. Imagine, oh, yeah. like, what does it do to the defensive backs that are having to get out of their way and then tackle they, you. They lose traction. And then by the time I'm up on them, it's, I surprise them because they're like trying to get out of the garbage. And then they got 225 in HS, you know, or <laughs> they don't, and that's the problem because they lose me trying to get around the lineman or the tight end, which is good. So the offense is doing a great job of getting in their way. And like I say, blinding them for a split second. That's all I need. But you have a split second to react to me. You're going to lose. Or any running back, any NFL running back that's know how to run behind their pass, they're going to lose. Like a chess at Chase Edmonds here in this film. So we're in, we're in just in, in a green set here, tight end left, twin set right. This is what we can run with Aguara and Mercedes Lewis in the game. Motion for them back just to check. Uh -huh. And again, like this that's is stuff that, from a Green Bay perspective. You got to just be licking your chops because look at the movement we're getting across the board here i mean yeah you got 98 98 is not even he's he's about to get kicked off the screen that's your defensive tackle we got <laughs> and, and we've got we've got malcolm rodriguez filling where he should but 98's been pushed over a gap and a half yeah i mean this is like these are real opportunities here because up front they're just not very good they just they don't do a good job of penetrating at the line of scrimmage they don't go, do a good job of holding their spot yeah not using their hands I want you to watch this, okay? So okay, they're, the they're playing. They're playing too high, okay? You're playing the Miami Dolphins with Jalen Wall and Tyree Kill, okay? Correct. So Jalen, so so I'll just 
So for everybody watching, you got trips up on top left. Tyree kills the middle. Jalen Wall is the inside receiver. Watch how they try to run this. Oh, wow. <laughs> they try they try to run like a, a, a tan look and trap the inside receiver, but they do it with the wrong DB. With the wrong now safety. they got the backside DB running after Waddle. <laughs> yeah, they you did that wrong. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. And that, like, if, if that's, I'm just telling you right now, if that's a scheme to beat the Miami Dolphins, like, I'm Bob Barker. You know what I mean? That doesn't hey, let's make go. sense. Let's go. Let's see what they do here. Yeah, Waddle okay. motion it in. Now, we talked about there's scheme problems, there's technical errors, there's opportunities, right? Right. I want you to watch this. I want you to watch the highlighted safety. That technique right there, that, that spin, spin to loop, what happens is because he spins all the way around, they leave Tyree Kill one-on-one yeah. wow. one with the backside corner. So Tua Tungavailoa has the highest completion percentage right now in the league mm -hmm. because of – but you watch these balls. Like, he can barely get the ball there. He can barely get it there. That's how wide open these players are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know, yeah. like, we don't we don't have a Tyree Kill, but this is all over the the, the film. Okay, you got – they're, play, they're playing the sticks, quarters. right? They're playing, they're, playing, sticks. They're, they're playing quarters. They're playing sticks here. Again, we got some fast guys on the other side. And it's just, to me, co there's a lack of awareness, which points to coaching, which points to execution. Tyree Kill now has a 10-yard head of steam. <laughs> and he's sitting flat-footed. And the, and, the, and the defensive back is sitting flat-footed, AG. <laughs> and it's like, bye-bye. No. Look, and under, he has to slow down. He had to slow down to catch that's what I'm ball. Saying. Underthrown again, and it just doesn't matter. Okay. I did want to show this. Okay. I love this 44 at Malcolm Rodriguez. I'm a big fan. Left guard, tuck your ears in, son. Oh, God. <laughs> that will happen. Hey, it just hey, that's happening to me. It yeah. happens to everybody. And I've been there. I've been there. It's something. It's oh, something yeah. when it happens. Minnesota 01. I'm we got bunch right. <laughs> Motion across roof. with the tight end. Okay. AG, this is what we've been talking about. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot been said about should you go under center play action? Can you do it from gun? Right. I want you to see how when Tua turns his back to the defense here, even though they're in gun, that is a completely different deal. They got they got motion across the ball, they got guards pulling, they have action with the line. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the linebacker has to now follow this guy across eyes in the backfield, looking at the running back. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. slot receiver can run the sale route yep. and there's just plenty of space because the defensive backs are so playing so far off in the secondary. Watch what this does. Watch what this action does to the defense. Look at the defensive line. Not one person is rushing the passer. No. You see what I mean? Yep. And this is like this is what you look at the packs from an opportunity standpoint. Like this is the kind of stuff I think everybody's hungry for, and hopefully we build on from last week. Right? Because as a Rashard, Rashard Gary should be like, man, oh man, I'm all I gotta do is rest the passer. You know, it gives him a better incentive if he's back turned to me too, and I could get off that block in two hits, two moves, or less. Fumble. This is a fumble, but I just want to show. Just trying to demonstrate if I can get yeah. back here. Oh, we'll have to let's just let's walk through this one more time because I just yeah. love this play, I guess. But <laughs> you you think of I mean, listen, you, you can't talk about the speed here, but they're playing the Miami Dolphins, and we're in bunch right, and they've got eight guys committed to the box, right? Yeah, they have eight in the box here. So they and they got so they're playing single high versus the Miami. I just don't, you know, for me personally, we know the Miami Dolphins only run. The reason I'm bringing this up is we don't care about the Miami Dolphins. Like, they're a great team. And they've got two of the fastest dudes on the planet that happen mm -hmm. to be both in the top five and receiving. And they're just running stuff that doesn't make sense, honestly. To cover them. To cover yeah. them, right. So now they go play action with a quick a quick check out. Yeah. You got two guys going to the, the tight end in motion, basically. Yeah. And, and Malcolm Rodriguez right here gets caught on the dive. Wide open, Great. yeah, and this and this is very well just a, just a a run pass option for for Tua, but it, and so maybe you can't be right here, right? But it, it's very it is very interesting to me 
taking that off and talk about the offense for a minute. It's mm-hmm. just interesting to me the, the, the way they go about their business because a lot of the things they do just from like uh, and, and listen, they watch tape. These are pro guys. Yeah, it, we know, from yeah, a schematic yeah. standpoint, from an execution standpoint, it there there's some head scratchers. I mean, there's a reason that they're thirty second in the league, and they're thirty second in the league in. I mean, gosh, AG, they're thirty second defense per game. overall Yard, defense yards per game, points yeah. per play. Uh, they're thirtieth in the league. Yards per game rushing, 155 yards a game rushing. I mean, this is a this is a a team where like if you're ever going to get healthy, it's going to be this week because their weakness is their defensive line and their secondary, right? And yeah. so this and what has been plaguing us probably the most in particular is that defensive line. So I think this week, looking at Aiden Hutchinson being their one guy that can create pressure versus Bakhtiari, you got to feel pretty good about that matchup. Oh, yeah, you got to like it. You know, you got guys that it's a little beat up, but, you know, Buck has the athletic ability and the experience through the last few years that he's going to he's going to ring ring out. And then or I say ring out in a good way to make sure that Aiden doesn't get in or anybody over him to do that. And then it gives the offense a lot of possibility, especially with the way the way the Packers run game is going right now. And I don't I don't know if it makes like Aaron Rodgers is historically being really good against against pressure. Um this is the kind of team that would, that would be forced into pressuring you in order to create any real any real kind of pressure on the quarterback. I mean, not, when I say pressure, I mean they're going to be forced to blitz, run dogs if they mm-hmm. want to create any kind of pressure because they're not going to manufacture pressure on the inside, at least like some of the teams in the last couple of weeks have against us, you know, with the Giants and the Jets and Redskins, so on and so forth. So right. I think that's – for me, like I'm excited because I think this is a get healthy game potentially when I say that like – Whatever's been ailing us on offense, I think this is a get healthy game where we could see a, a 35 point performance. They yep. just they just don't play very well, and they just fired their DB coach. But oftentimes, and you know, the DB coach isn't doing his job very well. But that that is that is a systemic problem, not this like acute problem that is right. that is only happening in one room. So nope. it's all over the place. Offensively. These guys are these guys have good now. They've had some down games, like they got blanked by the Patriots somehow. But they're number nine. They're you know 25 points a game. They're they're a good team. And they would be much higher. Like they were at 30 something points a game until they got blanked. Right. right. So they've had some good outputs. They were up 17, nothing or something like that on the Dolphins last week. It's just they went they came back to reality. The Dolphins had a couple turnovers and you know they, they made they made some plays, but they have some real weapons. Uh I don't know if you want to talk about DeAndre Swift. Like, Swift is a legit threat in this league. Yeah, he's a, he's a problem. He's got he got he's not a big guy, but he has his speed. He knows how to utilize that and make it moves. And obviously, in certain situations, getting the ball on the edge and then doing the uh, getting split in the slot or running wide receiver screening things like that with him. Only thing is, he is a little beat up. He has an ankle and a shoulder mm-hmm. that's uh, slowing him up. So we'll we'll see how that comes out for the game. He's been injured. The guy's averaging seven point four yards a carry. Yeah. He's a problem. Uh, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, yeah, it's Georgia product, so, then, right? Georgia? Yeah, well, then yeah. Jamal Williams, our Jamal Williams, right. the Green Bay Packers, Jamal, he's averaging four and a half yards a carry. Everybody loves – I mean, Jamal Williams is a guy that's hard not to love, right? You know, as, as a team, they're yeah. average, averaging over five yards a rush. I mean, really, the strength of their team is their offensive line. Their offensive yeah, line right is – and I want to start by saying that Hank Fraley – who is a former Cleveland Browns center. He was a, a pro bowl guy when we were playing. Mm-hmm. Hank Fraley is one of the best offensive, young offensive line coaches in this league. He has done an incredible job with this group, man. Like Frank Ragnow has been an all pro. He was hurt last year, but he's an incredible yeah. player. He's really solid They player. went through, I can't tell you how many bad draft picks they went through at left tackle. Taylor Decker is playing really well. Like Taylor Decker has become mm-hmm. a legitimate left tackle starter in this league. Penny Sewell, everyone thought he was going to be, you know, the guy. And quite frankly, like when he came out last year, to me, really, really underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. And Hank Fraley has done an amazing job taking what is an incredible athletic piece of clay and turning him into a really, really good player in his second year. Their guards, they've had some injuries across the line. They've had to replace people. But right. right now, as it stands, Evan Brown and Jonah Jackson are playing at a high level. Like this is one of the... I, for me, top three, top mm. five offensive lines of the league. Like, they're really, really good. Nice. And they are making guys like, you know, I don't know what you think about Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, you know, 64% completion percentage. He's got over 1,900 yards this year. He's only been sacked 13 times. Jared Goff's a guy who you expect to get sacked more than 13 times the way he's right. in the pocket holds the ball. Yeah, he's a pocket. He's a traditional pocket passer. But he can, he can make you great, 
or he you he can he can throw windows he can yeah. make plays but there's a reason you know he'll always have that stigma second pick in the draft was a bust with 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 the, uh, the, with the Rams but yeah but what was his name the Tennessee coach he was labeled a bust uh, Jeff Fisher was oh, there okay. he was kind of labeled a bust with Jeff McVay came in took him to the Super Bowl then a year later he's like you know what this guy's not going to get it done. They had a little bit of resurgence. Ben Johnson is a guy that I worked with in, in Miami. Young young guy, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator here now. Really, really smart. Like in, like Mensa smart. Sean McVay type personality as far as just oh, okay. gregarious. Like very, yep. very curious. And he's stacking plays on top of another. He does a very good job of the sequencing of plays. There's a reason they're playing well, but they just have the pieces in place. They lost TJ Hawkinson. They just traded him to, yeah, the, to the Vikings. Vikings. Dude, crazy. so so separate question on you, Ag. Like, if you guys are, I obviously the the Lions aren't going anywhere, <laughs> but like TJ Hawkinson, you got to be happy for because he's a good player. Yeah. But dude, like, what? Since when do you trade your good tight end to a division rival? Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. I say you trade him, but yeah, but not in the division. I mean, you're gonna face him later this this season. You know, it's like really, I don't. Yeah, that that wasn't. It's just interesting. You know what, what their thought process was. I'm not in that building. Don't know, but from a player standpoint, that is a. We already know that's a no no. You what trade. You, let me ask you, you like somebody go outside of the conference, outside of the division. You're you're struggling. You're in the you're in the locker room, and it comes down that your general manager just traded one of your top. I don't know four players. Oh, dude's got happy. what 26 receptions, 395 oh, yards, three touchdowns this year. Like, I'm what are we doing? Oh, I'm upset. I'm, I'm I'm upset. Like when y'all when I found out, I came back from two weeks being home in Nebraska and you were gone and Marco was gone. I was like, what the hell is going on? But, I'm but like, that, but that was free agency at least. Right. Like, right. Had, like that was, that was largely our choice. Right. 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 But, but this dude, this to me, I'm always, I, I always try to put myself in this like, okay. Cause I've never been on a team that was that bad. Right. But I always try to right. put myself in the situation. Like, what do you do in the locker room? When your general manager's like, yeah, we're, we're making moves for next year so we have more draft picks. Because then like, then it's like, well, for who? Like, is he right. trying to get a new coach? Is Dan gone? Is he on the hot seat already? Like, <laughs> like, like who are you going to Like, Because now Wait, what are you doing? Gotten, yes. you've gotten net worse. You don't have a player that's anywhere near as good as that tight end. In order for your offense to run at a high level. Because he's like a blocker. He does Brown. do the dirty work. Yeah, you got Josh Reynolds. Like, both those guys are playing at a high level. You got uh, You got Swift. But Hawkinson, like, tight ends are the – Bubba Franks was our glue. Yep. Like, Bubba Franks brought it together. Hawkinson brings this team together as far as, like, where – like, that middle of the field, being able to play in the run game a little bit. And so now you're a worse team, and you're getting draft picks, but it's like you're going to have to draft a guy that's a high-level tight end. They're not free – they don't come free anymore. So no. it's just – that's a weird thing. I would have a – I would really struggle in a locker room when they started jettisoning, like, really good players mm-hmm. for a year and because – to me, it's like, well, structurally, we must have problems. They must be looking for a new coach. I, I Yeah, that could be the first flag, and you yeah. just don't realize it yet as a player. Let's check out some of this stuff because these guys, these guys do some good stuff on offense that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be aware of, right? Oh yeah. They so got speed. they they got they got three by two empty set here against the Cowboys. Yeah, mesh and, route right there. And they're running crossing routes. Yeah. And the thing is about crossing routes is you have to have what, A.G.? The quarterback's got to have time. Timing. They got to have time uh, for protection and obviously the receivers to get open. Yes. Uh, and then you got to obviously catch the ball once the ball, once he's available. But this like this stuff is looks simple, but it's really, really difficult for defenses still to pick up, even in, especially in zone coverage. Yeah. And then now you – so now you got another two-by-two. Back in the backfield, shotgun. Underneath crosser. And you look, yeah, they're just running simple concepts, but they That's have the, the speed with Josh Reynolds and, and Rossi Brown where they can run the deep digs. That'd be with, like a dagger go route, right? Against quarters and make this like this is a pretty easy play for them. Yeah, right? that's and, a dagger concept right there. And and Jared Goff, you can say what you want about Jared Goff. He can throw he can, he can throw this thing on a dart right now. Like he mm-hmm. can if he can step into his play, which with that offensive line, they can. We got motion, fake the handoff. Now, the reason I like these plays and the reason I put this in here is because these are just concepts that from a Green Bay Packers standpoint, you know, can we pick something up from the stance? Yep. Because you're bringing this guy in motion all the way across to, to look like he's going to be the wham player. But yep. you see how these guys are all coming down. 
So this is like an old K5, but it's a play-action pass. So mm-hmm. you got these strong doubles that are going to draw these linebackers in. A lot of people, and something that was talked about last week is when you don't, when you try to run like the the gratuitous play action off of off a shotgun, where it's just like we'll fake to the quarterback, but it's like I, the best one was like Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler would like receive the ball, and he'd be like, eh, and it, like there was no there was no, there was step no to play. Read. Yeah, he's Jared, all about throwing the ball. <laughs> Jared Goff's tucking the ball, and he's got that. He's in an athletic he's position, like he's reading he's, something, and the yep. linemen are coming off the ball, and it it actually. Like you can run effective play action, and this is a hard read for our defensive ends. Like Preston Smith right here, this is a hard read for him. He's being held backside. Yeah, or he's being held back, and now he has to look at Hawkinson, and now he can realize, oh, man, oh, okay, I got to make that rush, but it's always going to be a little bit late. It's difficult. Yep. So that's something that uh, that Green Bay runs. They have that crosser with DeGore, or even Alan Lazard sometimes is that crosser in motion, and then does the wham block too. So that right there could be something they throw right into the play calling. We got 12 personnel. You got a trips look to the left, hipped off uh, with TJ Hawkinson, who's gone. So you got to come across and again, under center play action pass, man. I, I just don't like right now in the league, I just don't think there's any better way to, to build out your offense is something where you can get this quarterback underneath the center every once in a while and mm-hmm. run this under stuff because you look at the separation space that they have between the first and second level, you look where the linebackers are and then you look where the safeties are like between the 40 and the 30, there's nobody to eat. Like mm-hmm. you, you can, you can have all the time and space that you want. And again, Jared Goff puts this thing on an absolute rope My down to goodness. the 20. 20- I didn't think that was a complete going to get yeah. completed there down to the 22 yard line, man. I mean like the kid. And so what we need to understand is Jared Goff's been to the super bowl, right? This is not, you know, I know we saw him last year, but like Ben Johnson's a new offensive coordinator he has injected these guys with a little bit of juice and they can play. We got that play action. Look again, watch the offensive line all moving, right? They're running. Mm-hmm. Everybody's down and coming across as opposed to just pass blocking. You got the TJ Hawkinson coming, coming, coming across the ball. They're, they're doing a full run sell here and look what it does to these linebackers. The yeah, linebackers are all up hidden by mm-hmm. the linemen. Now Yep. you got Josh. This is a, uh, Oh, I can't 55 uh, Baker. They're all just, they're all sucked in, and there's just windows of opportunity to throw a rope. Right. And then we, the linebackers this, are trying to bail and get in a better position to defend the pass because now they're like, uh-oh, we're, we got sucked in too much. Exactly. And, you know, the, the this is something that, quite frankly, we've this is what's plagued the Packers, right? Like play action, all this stuff has worked. Our secondary has played off a lot. And so that separation of space is something that we really need to be cognizant about. We have we got a two-by-two two here. we got motion in. Cross the ball, turns into a three-by-one. He comes back. And and in why, the corner. Yeah, why why am I why am I showing these guys? Because when you yeah. come back across the ball, you have to switch responsibilities again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got him messed up, got him thinking. Got him thinking. He comes back. He's like, all right, I got I got so and so, but oh, back on so, my side now. So now he's so now Hawkinson's got him leveraged, right? Because yep. now he's inside receiver. And he's stuck there. He's got to go. He's got yeah, to get over there. Yep. So he's never going to get that route. And I mean, right. that's just, that's good play design and execution. That's, yep. that's football right there. Yeah. He's got to get that DB to get him. You got to run out of there. He can't just be still looking in the backfield, too. He was still eyeballing the quarterback for some reason. Get Shotgun. We got bunch right. I love these concepts. Ooh, nice. uh, yeah, nice I love concept. I love these concepts, AG, because the China route right there. Anytime, anytime you get in a situation where you've got these bunch releases, and you know they have to either they have to do what they got to play like cup when they play man up when they play man on point, and then they they separate mm-hmm. it out. They play man the other, the entire time, or they they just choose. Hey, I'm going to take the inside, the first inside, the first outside, whatever. Right. Like, this is very very difficult. For these guys so you see the cross the switch underneath here from the outside receiver goes underneath the middle receiver and then pops back out right he was There's just nobody out there and this is this is just good this is what the packers are gonna have to deal with and again good job the by reason, the running back there yeah good job pick up on the runner i wanted yep. i wanted to highlight you want to you always want to give love to the guys right yep oh, i say old lineman old lineman good blocking and running back bounces the the linebacker off the club right there. The one thing that you can say about a really well-coached offensive line, AG, and I, I and know they're passing Stan- well, too. They're passing off the blocks well, too. 
and I know Deuce Staley is the running back coach there, a guy that yep. you have a lot of we both have a lot of respect for. Yep. Is they are going this is the kind of team that is going to meet with their offensive line on the daily or on at least you know a couple times a week. And hey, blitz pickup is going to be down pat. So this isn't something like for 32 to come all the way across three guys and pick yep. that guy up looping in the in the B gap. Like that is I know that looks routine. That is yep. not an easy block. No, it's not. I've done it. Yeah. Very hard. Very hard. But no, that's only it becomes a routine because between the running backs coach, the O-line coach, and the O-line and the running back all collaborating and talking, that's why he knows, okay, I got to track him because this is this is the blitz. This is what the defense is trying to do. Get you to, you know, bait here in the A-gap backside, but then he's going to go across the B-gap play side or C-gap play side. That's what you got to remember. And don't get caught up in the traffic. Get your feet up, move your feet out of the alignment way to your own lineman so you don't bump into them either. Yes, sir. We got, uh, we got again, a, a kind of a bunch look, tight bunch look right. Quarterback center center. Oh, got a blitz after. Flip. Ooh, nice pickup. Look, this is I, I had to show this guy. There, look at five offensive linemen leading the charge. Like, this is what I'm this talking is a problem. about. This is the strength of their this is the strength of their offense. These guys are legit athletes. They are well coached. And the, when That's you have scary. when you have good skilled players and you have an offensive line that can move. Yeah, it is a recipe for disaster, and our guys have to be super, super disciplined. You see how the Dallas Cowboys get sucked in here, yeah. and they end up making a mistake. And with some great, with some great, uh, is that Van Van Escher? Yeah, Van Van, Van Der Esch. If it Van, wasn't for him, yeah. it could have been a worse, a bigger that, play. That could have been a bigger got, play. Yeah, they got lucky with his speed getting him. We got a run concept here. Motion in, and this is the old kick play. Ag, everybody yep. in the league runs this, but they run it a little bit differently. Nice finish. A lot of guys, so a lot of teams on the kick play for people at home. If you look to the left of the screen, what they're going to do is they're going to try to crash Micah Parsons and everybody down into the middle of the field, and they're going to allow the quarter, the the running back to bounce. So they're going to try to bring, they're going to bring a man in motion. They're going to crash down on Parsons. They're going to come up on their safety number six, and they want to leave the running back one on one with the defensive with the uh, cornerback. And we'll show you here in a minute. Yeah. So you see him walk up. We're going to just do crash down here. Everyone's down. I pop. We want that look. If AG, that is free money for you all day because you can go left, you can go right, and if you put your foot in the ground and go down the middle, every every. Every coach in the league is going, I bet Amon Green can get a minimum of five yards dragging a defensive back, right, in that right. position before he gets tackled. That's a free five yards. Right. Every time you see that look, and they've got the guys in the backfield that can make this happen. Yeah, these, are big, these are big plays that, you know, we're, this is stuff Even we're going to have to be ready to right defend. Yep. Good finish by Jamal on that last play. Good finish. Went through the guy. Again, showing the athleticism. Of the nice. offensive lineman. Ooh, I like it. Big guy out there running in front. Now, now this I'm putting in here for anybody who just loves watching offensive line play, bro. Okay. So we got <laughs> we got we got motion across tight ends, tight ends uh not on the ball. He's 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 hipped he's off, off on the left tackle. Yeah. I want to show you. So these so the, the Miami Dolphins are gonna run a stunt here. Okay, and I just want to show you how patient the left tackle and left guard are at passing this stunt off. Pass, patient, patient up. Pin wow. Baker 55. Nice. And like we used to do beautiful. that with you. And and when you can get those kind of plays, that's beautiful. Like you get back to the yeah. huddle, man. And and like, you know, we all just kind of look each other in the eye and just get like you get juiced up. Yeah. Those are the beautiful. plays that you like sat and meetings and just you know, you write notes. Those are the ones mm-hmm. you, you highlight with your highlighter, like make sure to look for this. If he's a little bit tighter, make a call, like there's a specific call. Yep. 98 handoff solid in that Tampa game you always talk about. Mm-hmm. We had a specific call when they had a Niner call when they were on a nine because we knew that it meant a certain thing. Those are the best feelings in the world. The Detroit Lions are a are, for lack of a better term, a shit show on defense right now. Right. But they can play on offense, so we better be ready to bring it and and 100%. not tip things off because they are when you're a well coached offensive line. Everything else becomes easier for the skill positions, which they have in abundance. Yep, exactly. Well coached. A bunch of guys. Good job, Mike. So uh, last thing here, man. Let's go keys to the game. I got three keys. Packers defense. I think if we sit back in a shell, we're gonna get killed. I think if we sit back right. and we and we just play that shell coverage, we're gonna get killed. Jared Goff can throw the ball. The offensive line can protect. There's gonna be some it'll be fun to watch for Sean Gary versus Penny Sewell and, and obviously. 
Preston on the other side, but they're too good. We have to be able to take something away. We have to make the Lions a one-dimensional team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, take what the defense gives you. You know, if you watch the last couple games, against the Dallas Cowboys, they wanted to play a kind of a shell defense against the Miami Dolphins. A lot of times you find them in single safety high or find them in seven, eight man boxes against a Miami Dolphins team that has Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill on the field. So mm-hmm. they, they've been exploited every time. So take what they give you, go out there and just execute. They're not very good at every, they have like a good player at every level. They don't have good players at every level. They don't have the sophistication to disguise things away and then be able to execute those disguises. So go out there and take it. And I think the last thing for me, AG, is like, I've always thought that Ford Field was a hard place to play. I know we lost there on Thanksgiving. We talked about it on Monday. But it is a hard place to play regardless of the the quality of opponent, which has been up and down over the the years. This is a place where you got to go up and let's start fast and not have to dig ourselves a hole we have to get out of. Yeah, it's always fun to take the lead on the road. Um, because yes. you see you see the momentum like, kind of just go your way. And then the fans sometimes help you out, especially those fans. They can turn on their lion players. We've, we've been there when we beat them, when that's happened, when we get that momentum. So that's part of my uh, one of my keys right there. I said Packer offense, like we talked earlier, get the run game going and build that pass game off of that. And we have the formations out there. I know Matt McClure has it in his playbook. Don't get too, you know. You know, no, no crazy. Don't get too crazy and make it look cute. all We don't cute. need to be cute. You don't need to be cute. Put the formation out there to make it work with the run game and in the pass game. And then, uh, that, as usual, create turnovers. But then pressure defense-wise, pressure golf because you don't want Amon Ra to get hot or any of the receivers because those guys are a problem when they are on the same page, as we saw um, on some of them completions on that tape. And then also we will see – if we're this DeAndre Smith is at Swift, it is that if he's healthy, even if he's playing and we already know he's beat up, you know, let him let's say let's see how healthy he is. All right. You know, I, I've heard, you know, I remember defensive backs, linebackers, coordinators used to tell me, oh, AG, we knew you had a sore ankle, but we're just going to make sure that how sore it is and test you out, you know, put hats on you. So I'm like, oh, OK. I'm like, all right. I like that. So do that same with DeAndre Swift. Put hats on him. Okay, he has a busted shoulder. Let's see how busted shoulder that is or ankle. And it's not saying hurt him, but it's it's a part of the game you just got to be aware of as a linebacker going in for the tackle. Hey, you know, he's a little beat up. Let's make sure, you know, we let him know about it, you know, and that we're aware of it and keep him keep it on front and do that. And I say that'll be a, a good recipe to help, you know, for the Packers to win this game. Packers were actually plus one last week in turnover. So we're, we're, we're up to, I guess, minus three for the year. We still want to get positive, but yeah, right. I think that's a great point. This is, a, this is certainly a team we can, we can win that turnover margin. Let's hit some games. So tonight we got, <laughs> this is a, tonight we have a 14 point spread between the Philadelphia Eagles being hosted by the Houston Texans. Now, you know, I got some guys on Houston and I'm a big fan. Yeah. 14 points is like, we're in the NFL still, right? 14 points is a lot. That's a lot. 14 well, points is a lot. I, it was 11 for Green Bay and the Bills last, were the Bills last week. So, oh, yeah. The, pro- the problem is when you watch Philly, and now they just they just picked up Robert Quinn. Oof, on yeah. defense, they just come in waves. Like, their first two defensive lines are legit. The Houston Texans interior line, Justin Simmons – put a beating on the Houston Texans interior line that I don't know that I've seen in a while. Like he put it, I'm, I'm not talking about yeah. like sacks. I'm talking about physically dominating another human. Like I haven't seen that since like Hainsworth in his prime. Okay. Yeah. It was a beating. So it's going to be tough inside there with Fletcher Cox and Hargraves and all those guys. They're, they're yeah. so good on offense. Jalen Hurts playing at, at you know, a really high level. So I'm going to take Houston with the points. Ooh, but but you know that Phil, it, it's gonna be hard to beat Philly right now. They're they're rolling. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm Philly all day. Jalen Hurts in an offense. AJ Brown looking like a Terminator. He's looking like a guy that is getting comfortable with his quarterback. And then their defense. Yeah, Fletcher Clark, as you mentioned, they're doing a really good job of pressuring teams. You know, making run games not not relevant and just that's part of the reason. You know, they're they're balanced offensively, defensively. That's why part of the reason they're seven and zero. So definitely got the Eagles. Let's let's just, let's just do some good games here. So I think the okay. Bills, the Bills, the Bills Jets to be good. They, it's twelve and a half spread, and I say that well, as soon as I said it should be good, I go, oh, I forgot. Uh, Vera Tucker's out and Brees Hall's out, so it's not going to be good. It's a twelve and a half spread, and, <laughs> and, the, right. and the Bills will probably win. 
the big question right now everyone's talking about is like, is Zach Wilson the guy? And I, AG, do you think if, if you're sitting in that locker room, do you think mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's a, the guy? I say he's the guy. He just got to know what he where where he where he where his little comfort spot should be. Like some of the throws you saw him do last week, he was getting out of his range of throwing, you know, and being uncharacteristic as a quarterback, feet not set, throwing off balance, throwing back, you know, on his back foot. You know better than that, Zach. You 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 is he arrogant? I don't know. I never met him. I could no, no, no. I, I mean, like when, yeah. so so if, if you were to ask me his throwing, I'd say, Oh, he's arrogant. But oh, yeah, I from yes. Yeah, yes. Then I go, Well, well, Brent was arrogant too. Like, I don't, you know, I kind of, it's not a bad thing, but you have to, it's just like anything else. You have to be in the right situation. Like, like somebody brought this up on TV a couple of days ago. Like imagine if Brett Favre would have gone to like a really bad Jets team in New York city in that market. Right. Like he's throwing all those picks and all that stuff his first year. Yeah. Like he's out. He's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, he's not getting the chance. So it's, it's, it's always tough in that market with that situation, but you do have weapons around you. You certainly like have drafted well in the last couple of years. Um, Mekhi Becton notwithstanding, Correct. but, but uh, I, I think he's the guy. I just, you know, it's always interesting to me when like they brought in his quarterbacks coach to be on the staff last year because they didn't have a guy that like handled. It's, oh, like, uh, it's like, it's like, like, uh, I don't know if it's, it's probably a private guy, actually, I, I would mm-hmm. guess. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, when that kind of, when that stuff kind of happens, I my I of course go, well, yeah, that's exactly what you should be doing because you don't have a guy in the building to help. But then, but then I go, well, is he still there? Like, because you're, you're you're not seeing a lot of, you're not seeing maybe the progress that you want to see. Yeah, anyway. it's two it's two things. It's either arrogance or just thinking like some players think because Brett thought this way. Oh, I could get it. I could do this. But well. that's arrogance. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's it's selfishness I, for sure. It's definitely selfishness. You're thinking, I, see, I don't think it's selfish. Well, th- this is interesting, but like I, I would look at it this way. Okay. Brett thinking that Brett could make any throw. Because I've heard him tell me, I'm on. That was triple coverage. I could get it in there. I'm like, no. But see, but see, okay, so <laughs> you're saying it's selfish because you should make the smart play. I'm just I don't, right. I'm saying he's doing it because he thinks that's the play to be made. Right. He's just arrogant as hell because he's got a cannon. <laughs> got you. Right? Got and, you and, yeah. and, and like you're, yeah. you know. Semantics. Yeah. Semantics. I, I get it. I get okay. it. Okay, here's one. Here's one. Uh, Miami, Chicago, Miami by five. I think we we'll, we'll probably take Miami there, right? Yeah, yeah. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago's out. Roquan Smith now, dude. Like they're gone. He their, wanted, their but defense he, is nothing. No surprise. He wanted to go in training camp. You know, he asked Bro, to be like go. This in. is another thing, though. So, so explain this to me. How do you get? How do the Chicago Bears draft Justin Fields? Not give him anybody on the offensive line. So what the best friends on you know okay running game they actually have a pretty decent running they game. They are really good running. Okay, game. but but by that I mean they have really good running backs. Correct. Right. Then they then they go out and get rid of their two best arguably their two best players but certainly their two Defense. best defensive players are Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Pro Bowl. Then they bring in Chase Claypool, who has a history of. Uh, he's talented. There's no question he's talented. Talented, but but sports IQ not not up to par. Would you situation. would you prefer if it was you bringing along a young quarterback? Would you? I'm just asking you the question. Would you prefer to bring in a little more veteran guy, a little more savvy, a little more a guy that can maybe help the quarterback develop, or is this like because this doesn't feel like a Jamar Chase, um, uh, Bur- uh, Joe um, Burrow Bill relationship, right. right? Where they already know each other, or Jamar Chase is a is a generational talent. Very this feels more like you've got a guy. Who the Steelers were willing to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like in terms of experience, is not going to be a beneficial thing right away mm-hmm. um, for for Justin Fields mm-hmm. because he's still lacking experience himself, but he's come a long way because now they're using his talent, his legs, along with his arm in the proper way. But he still has a long way to go in the pass game, and Claypool would not have been my first ideal pick for him as a quarterback i agree you know in that how you explain that and but I was it's, able it, to get in that two years in two years from now right coaching right situation they I mean, they, they could be the next dynamic duel they it, could be but they, they gotta certainly have, the have a talent they yeah, certainly they gotta have start talent. Car, start right, char- this is actually an interesting game for the because the falcons are in first place chargers falcons falcons at home but they're underdogs three points yeah ah so yeah this is a crazy one because like i said last week's game they should have lost but dj moore off the helmet and then they got a 50 yard field goal and he i didn't realize the kicker missed in overtime too as well so either That's way pathetic. yeah that was just like oh 
So it wasn't just DJ Moore is also kicker and missing two kicks on top of that. But uh, I like Chargers Road Warriors, the two and one right now. Um, and they still got it. The defense is still there for them. I'm not sure where they ranked at, but with that, I, I like the Chargers on the road. I think the Falcons are just surprising themselves. With they're the gameplay, yeah, yeah, their division, their division, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> to put I mean, it, they really, I must division down. sucks. Yeah, okay, it's a see, bad division. I agree with you. Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals by two at home. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the Seahawks all the way here, and and that's where my first inclination went because you know obviously rivalry game, you know divisional mm-hmm. rivalry, and the Cardinals are on different pages. Kyler, I think it just the Cardinals are this close. I think that fuse is like this far away from the powder keg right now. Right. It's like some, it's like it doesn't, something's going on there. It's pages. Kyler's here. Uh, is it, was it, was it Kingsbury. Kingsbury, the head coach, is there. Uh, Hopkins, he's he's there. And then Kyler's over here. And the run game's beat up. You know, you have Connor, he's beat up right now. Defense, don't really know uh, because it's just been back and forth crazy games for them. And this is also, like I said, that rivalry for that is still there. So I, that's why I'm pulling for the Seahawks. Here. This is and they've big, been playing good football. This is a big moment game for the Seahawks, I think. And I, I, I just is. think, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've unabashedly rooting for for Pete Carroll and John Schneider this year. And, yeah. uh, and like I just think guys. this is a big game for them. I think, I think they're going to do it. That'll be interesting when a 405 Eastern on Sunday. Uh, Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs by 12 and a half. Mm. Uh, you can pick what I, the Chiefs are going to win. I don't know about how much the Titans. Here's the thing about the Titans that are interesting about the Chiefs. So the Titans do think, and I watched them last week mm-hmm. with their run game and the way that Justin Simmons and that defensive line comes off the ball. The Titans, this is literally like we can play old school and hang with you. And the Chiefs are like, no, you can't because Patrick Mahomes is a bad dude. And it doesn't matter. You can do all this other stuff. You're not going to be able to get to them. It'll and it, be really interesting to see if that works. Yeah, it, it is because that's how I, was, I know their defense is coached with Vrabel, um, and they just run a basic defense. You know, they're good at tackling all that stuff that we always talk about. So it's like, hey, we're gonna beat you with fundamentals. What you're gonna beat us with? But we like, hey, we got this dude named Pat. He's Mahomey. so good, man. <laughs> he, he is special, the, the and then he has about, the receivers run around him too that do it too. The thing about the, the Tennessee, like. Uh, Derrick Henry's on a different level now yes, that he's healthy yes. again. When you watch him, like I, you know, I watched the whole game last week twice actually, and I or three times, and I and I went, you just kind of, like, oh my god, like he's, I can't believe he's that he's that good at that size. Yeah. Yeah. But the 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 Titans are a team that when the O line is bad, they feast, man. Like when well, like mm-hmm. when Justin Their Simmons D-line, is that the D line, yeah, yeah. When the O line is not good, yeah. the D line feast. Justin Simmons has a day, but. They are not what I would call traditional pass rushers. Like they have mm. to do a lot of games. They have to do a oh, lot of stunts yeah. and stuff to, in order to win. To and if you have guys like Joe Thune and those guys, Creed Humphrey inside for the Chiefs, they're mm. good. So oh, I don't think are. that they Justin Simmons is going to walk in there and just dominate the line of scrimmage like he has in weeks past. So for that reason, I think the Chiefs are going to have a lot more success than people maybe think, although the 12 and a half point spreads a, a big number. They're not sure about Tannehill, the whole thing. He was sick. He had an ankle. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Last last one for me here. Uh, We agree that the Ravens are going to beat the Saints, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. So (laughs) let's do this one. Yeah. So it's two and a half Ravens. How is that? How are the Ravens-Saints game a two and a half point spread? Like how – I would I would have said that's like a ten point spread. I'll say because the last couple weeks of the offensive output for the for the Saints – you know that yeah. even though that the Carolina Red Rocket, game was it Red Rider or Red Rocket? What do they call him? Andy Ooh. Dalton. I don't know. Dude, you just like say either one or like, yeah. huh? I'm like I just, really? Yeah. Well, I think I hope it's Red Rider. No, Red Rocket. I hope it's Red Rocket, not Red, Red Rider. Red Rider's the shotgun that they had in Christmas Story. It must be Red. Yes. Yeah. Red Rifle. It's Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Yeah. I hope it's that. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. Uh, listen, AG, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to watch this game, uh, the yeah, Packers game. It's listen, it, it's interesting actually. You know, three and a half points kind of tells you Lions are at home. So you know, this that means this is a this is a a five point game. You know, yeah. then you add a point and a half for the home field. Um, I hope that you just kind of you'd love to see like a thirty-five point explosion from the Packers, and, and they're due. to see what happens. But they're due for yeah, it. Yeah, you just feel like they're due, right? Yeah, they're they're definitely due. They just got to put the work in. 
you know, mm-hmm. whatever Mike LaFleur is uh, putting up for their game plan. And then Aaron and all the players offensively got to be on the same place, same defensively with Joe Barry and the defensive scheme. What's up? It's like, hey, man, let's go play. I mean, what else did we – we're at a point where it's like, look, we're, th- we're five, two games before five, uh, 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 below 500. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's not even think about that. Just go play ball. Play ball at the best of our ability. That's what the players amongst themselves, regardless of what's called. You know what? We're going to play ball. I'm better than – we're going to find out who's better than who this weekend, and this will be a good game to start with. Yeah, that's a one-at-a-time deal for sure. All right, well, you can check uh, AG, check Amon Green 30, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And TikTok, Amon Green's Gamers Lounge is on TikTok. Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Okay, yeah. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, Prostitute Perform on Instagram. Mike Wall 68 on TikTok. Well, I tell you what, TikTok, it's another conversation. Well, it you is. get in the wormhole in that place. My daughter's like, don't get on that thing. I was like, all right. And then she, she told me to get on it. And then she, she, not, you know, you get on it. You got to like check in there. Like, oh, yeah, that thing yeah. is dangerous. My brother said the same thing. He said, hey, bro, man, I've been on T. He said, I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know what it's, to do. It's, it's, I'm just telling you right it's now. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. I'm about to so many these crazy kids, videos. These, these kids today, they got, some, they got too much stuff to deal with. Man. They do way too much time. All right. AG, 